you know, showing that it really just hits everybody. There's no criteria for being an addict, right? And getting those people help and kind of, we're also working this year to help once they get out of the addiction recovery center to bring them back into real life, because that's a huge hole in our society. Most um, you know, and even you put them in jail because of drug charges and then they come out and they have nothing and they have no resources and nobody will hire them because they have the, a felony and things like that. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hey there. Good morning so much, Sarah. I appreciate you being here with me today. And um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business and kind of what got you into real estate. Sure. So um, I'm Sarah O'Malley. I have been in real estate for six years now, and I am also a mom. I have a four-year-old and a two-month-old. Wow. So new mom right now, um, married to a firefighter in Anne County. He's been there for 15 years, so and he's also a home inspector. So we've got a lot of real estate things going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm originally from West Virginia. I'm a huge Mountaineer fan, and I have some. I have an investment there too, and I can get into that later. But um, I got into real estate. I actually have a master's degree in marketing. So I went for my first marketing position for another team at Keller Williams when my team was at Keller Williams before. And just really got to know the industry, um, started seeing kind of the flexibility. And I, I laugh when I say flexibility now because we all know <laughs> we're on our client schedules. But, you know, so more of the, I didn't have to be somewhere nine to five if I would become an agent. And I wasn't very client facing in the marketing role. I was more behind the computer. And I love talking to people and meeting new people and having a different schedule every day. So I took the leap. Um joined a different team to be an agent on and it's been going well for about five and a half, six years. Wow. That is, yeah. that's quite a story. Now, can yeah. I ask what made your team move over and leave the independent brokerage for the boutique uh, brokerage or the boutique? Yes. Action? Yeah. So, I mean, I hate to speak for Annie, my team leader, but what I think pushed us is we are a group at that time, we were primarily women. Now we do have about five to six men on the team. Um, but at that time, we were a group of women, very, you know, strong opinions, strong ideas. We really wanted to kind of branch out and do our own things marketing-wise and advertising-wise. And it's kind of hard when you're in one of those bigger brokerages like Keller Williams. And there's a lot of rules, and there should be, right? I mean, they have to regulate themselves. But we just kind of wanted to think out of the box, be able to do things a little bit differently, so now we are our own boutique brokerage, um, AB and Co. We have, I'm in what is a house, basically. It's gorgeous. This is my office. And, you know, we can bring clients in here. We can have parties here. We can just give a whole different level of service wow. than we could at a bigger brokerage. So very nice. I love that. Yeah. So how do you create a daily routine for yourself in this industry? Um, I would start by saying that no day is the same. I know there are some people who have been in the industry for 25 years. Like I'm in there 7 a.m. to 9, lead genning, and then I'm showing and blah, blah, blah. I don't do that. Okay. Um, but there are certain things 
that I keep very regimented. So I go try to go to the gym every single morning. Um, and that has been a huge lead gen tool for me is just meeting those people and getting those referrals and, you know, making relationships there. So I start at the gym and then while I'm on the treadmill, I look at all the new listings for the morning. So I'm looking, you know, anywhere my buyers are looking, anywhere my sellers are getting ready to sell. I'm looking at what's coming on the market, what's going under contract, just kind of refreshing my mind because it changes every single day. Um, then I'm going, I'm getting ready and I'm probably doing appointments or showings until mid afternoon. And then I am doing what little bit of admin I have. Cause we do have transaction coordinators. So I don't have to do a ton of paperwork, which mm -hmm. I love, mm -hmm. but really just staying on top of the market every single morning and getting that movement in, I think is a huge thing for myself feeling prepared, my mindset, all of those things. And that's, you know, part of my routine that I will not give up. Even with the two month old baby, I'm making it work. So <laughs> I can see that. And yeah. what do you think, is there anything that you do to help keep yourself in that right mind mindset, especially during this very crazy economy of 2023? Yeah, I think, you know, the Baltimore market is still super strong, which is awesome. I just actually was talking to one of my referral partners in West Palm Beach this morning, and she saw I put up a thing that I had 17 offers on a little house in Upper Fells Point. And she messaged me back. She said, oh my gosh, our market is not like that. It's, you know, super slow. We're all struggling. And I said, I'm not going to lie. It is a little bit slower, but you know, when you have, there's so many buyers for one home. So I don't see a huge shift here yet, mm -hmm. but mindset wise, I'm just reminding myself of that, right? You know, other agents in other areas might not have the advantage. They're in second home markets or they're in smaller markets. We are, we have such a big advantage where we're at where things are still really going strong. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing is to remind yourself that real estate is a full-time job. You're not, it, the summer can be hard, but there, I read some stat the other day that 250,000 agents will get out during this shift mm -hmm. that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be one of those. I just, I love this too much. I like doing what I do. So I just remind myself that every morning, you know, okay, you had a slow month. It's fine. You're in this for the long haul and you're creating those relationships. So I try to keep that positive, you know, it's, it's going to work. You might not have your best year ever, but who knows what the future holds and you're, you cannot leave something that you're passionate about just because it gets hard. I love that. That is so true. And it, it to find out what I find it interesting to see what other industry or no same industry, but other markets are doing if they are having this yeah. problem in Nashville right now, where Nashville is a buyer's market and it's amazing how much it changes from state to state or maybe even county to county. But I'm seeing that yeah. Maryland seems to be thriving right now. I mean, not, a, not enough inventory. I'll, I'll, we can be honest about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the inventory that we have, it, it's just still a very strong. We're getting multiple offers. We're going above listing yeah. price. Like that's a lot of positivity that we need to make sure that we're bringing to the forefront of the conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I think like, you know, the social media, what you're seeing online is doom and gloom. And I think if you listen to that and you're thinking, oh, that they must be right. This is going to happen or, you know, okay, what if it does happen, then you need to make the money now while you can. So right. keep going. You know, I think you just, you can't listen. Everybody's business is so individual in this industry and everybody has such a different way of doing things mm -hmm. that there's probably people who are struggling, but they don't need to be because they just 
you know, could implement a couple things and be right back on track. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So that would segue into my next question is, um, how do you lead generate? So I think I'm a little bit different than the normal, you know, I'm not picking up the phone and calling people every day. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have a legit system. Um, I do use my database and I do have a number of times I will send things out per week and, you know, the email threads and all of that through follow-up boss. But really my biggest thing for lead genning and capturing leads is just building relationships. So, you know, I think half of my business this year has been from referrals or Instagram. And I just, I am very consistent on Instagram. I'm always posting good, bad, ugly, you know, real life education on real estate. And I don't want to say not to be too professional, but at the same time, people need to know that you're a real person. Yes. And I think a lot of people get lost, like on social media, they're just posting just sold, just listed. Nobody cares about that. You know, they mm -hmm. want to see you showing the house, you're sweating, it's 90 degrees today. Um, I, I literally have a Starbucks every single morning. I normally post that. Um, I'm always posting like, you don't need to skip your Starbucks to buy a house, things like that. <laughs> I love that. And it's just funny how, you know, going to the gym, going to church, meeting these people, talking to them all the time, you just become the resource for them. And I think that is, again, my kind of testament to being in this for the long haul where I'm not going to take every single Zillow lead. Yes, I do use Zillow, but you know, I don't, I don't need that for my business mm -hmm. because I'm building these lasting relationships. I'm not just worried about what I can close next week. So it's more of a long game lead gen situation for me. Gotcha. I like that. Now, how do you manage your time in the day since you go to the gym and you do work full time and you have two babies at home, well, your four-year-old and your infant? How do you yeah. manage your entire day without kind of getting lost in the weeds? I mean, I do get lost sometimes, <laughs> obviously. I think just I, I don't necessarily time block, but I have a note in my phone every single day of the things that need to get done. And sometimes the things that need to get done are you have to get, you have to do your grocery order. You know, I don't spend time at the grocery store anymore. I get it delivered because that's a time suck. Um, but sometimes the things are you have to take your kid to karate at five o'clock, but then there'll be, okay, you have to touch base with this client at six, things like that. So mm -hmm. I have it all in a note of these things have to get done and I have them as kind of like top. And if I don't get them done that day, then they just go back on the list the next day. So I have a, a rotating list of things and, you know, I try to get that done before I get home at night so I can spend time with the kids and my husband, but sometimes I'm up till 10, 11 working and that's fine. You know, I'm never going to let my clients slip through the cracks. I just oh. manage my time a little bit differently than other people. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, what are the latest trends that you're seeing in today's market? I think we're just talking about it's, it's still very seller strong in the Baltimore market. I think if you're pretty and you're priced right, which is something that my team leader says all the time, you're going to sell in three days and it's going to be over ask and multiple offers and no inspections and all the things. Um, I also though think that we're seeing a huge influx of people coming from bigger cities, closer cities. So we're not bigger, but just more expensive. Um, I moved 10 different couples from DC to Baltimore last year. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of become a niche for me. And I'm just seeing that Baltimore is so, it's still so 
priced well, even, I mean, the surrounding counties, I'm, I live in Carroll County. I don't even live in the city anymore, but the prices are so, so reasonable compared to our outskirt cities and, you know, neighboring cities that people are flooding here. So I don't see our market going anywhere. I don't see it trending downwards. I think we're just going to see more people coming, more people appreciating what we have. And even with the rates, I mean, once the rates drop, it's, I think it's going to be worse than it is right now getting offers accepted because it's a little scary. I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh, we'll just wait till the rates drop. I'm like, well, then it's going to be even more competitive because then a million buyers are going to, inv investors are going to come back because they yep. can afford it again and all those things. So and nobody's taking into consideration that the housing values in our area are still going up between four and 7% a year. So you have yeah. to add that in when you add in waiting, you've got to add in, if it's taking you two years, you've got to add that in for two years to the price and then have it adjust for the rate. I mean, it's, it's a yes. lot more than just, Oh, let's just wait till the rates are. Pretty. Let's just wait. Yeah. 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 You're going to be even more competitive. So, I mean, I'm telling my buyers get in now while you can and then refi obviously in a couple of years, because yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's going to be madness, but we'll see. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball obviously, but. Well, I can tell you I've been doing this 25 years. It will be madness. And I, yeah. was, I tell people <laughs> date the rate and marry the house. Yeah, um, yeah, and you can always even you can you can you can uh, renovate the house if you don't like it, but you can do that. But the house is the house, the location is the location. That's the important yeah. stuff, not everything yeah. else. No. Uh, so I know that you have a charity that you are very passionate about, and I would love to know a little bit more about that. Yes, so um, it's the Zachary T. Path Foundation. We call it ZTP Foundation. And I'm on the board of it. I'm not one of the directors, but I do, I'm heavily involved. I have been for about four years and we, our main goal is to raise money, both raise money and bring awareness, um, raise money for Maryland Addiction Recovery Center. So we work directly with them. We've been able to give scholarships to not only their participants, but people that we know personally, we've been able to send them there when they need help. Um, and then just really getting the word out about the stigma on addiction and, you know, showing that it really just hits everybody. There's no criteria for being an addict, right? And getting those people help and kind of, we're also working this year to help once they get out of the addiction recovery center to bring them back into real life, because that's a huge hole in our society, Most um, you know, and even you put them in jail because of drug charges and then they come out and they have nothing and they have no resources and nobody will hire them because they have the a felony and things like that. Um, and, you know, I have family members that are addicts. We, I think everybody on the board has been affected by it at some point. And we do it in memory of a man who unfortunately lost his life and, you know, left children and a loving family behind. So it's something we're, we're super passionate about, but if anybody wanted to know how they could help, or we have a golf tournament every year, we have really fun things that we do. So I'd be oh. happy to share that with people. I, we would love that. And especially if you could tell yeah. us where we could um, find information about that. Um, if the, if the uh, organization, if the charity has a website uh, or any information, yeah. or should they contact you directly? Um, I can't. I don't know if it's ztpfoundation.org. I think that's it. But contact me directly. I'll send you everything. Um, I post a lot about them on Instagram and I sponsor a bunch of events. So, we, you know, I can definitely get you in touch with Okay. And um, what, if you had um, one secret 
as to what has made you successful in this business. So um, in my last, uh, in my research, I can see that you have done 17 transactions over the last year. So when people are saying that it's doom and gloom, you are ahead of the competition. That would make you in the top 5% of Maryland realtors. So it, do you have a secret? Do you have the one thing that is just about you, right? At the end of the day, like this, this is Sarah and this what is what makes Sarah, Sarah. And that's what made her successful. I think one of the biggest things, and I, my team members would say this, is I am very blunt and honest and myself 100% of the time. So, you know, I know obviously when to turn it on professionally, but I, I myself, I will always, you know, speak out for the causes that I care about. If you don't vibe with me, that's fine. You don't need every single client to do business with you. Every person you meet is not your ideal client and you're not their ideal agent. And I think that's huge to remember. Uh, so I think just the reason that I am still being successful is because when I find those people and they like me for who I am and I like them for who they are, it's so much more genuine and so much more natural. And I will never, ever be the agent that's you know, oh, well, maybe we like look past that little thing so we can get the deal closed. Or, you know, I had a girl call me a couple months ago, we were under contract and she called me and said, listen, I just, I can't sleep at night. I don't think this is the one. And instead of saying, these are the reasons why it's the one, I said, okay, walk away. You know, I, I would never want that on my conscience that I made somebody buy a house that they didn't want. That doesn't feel I good. She's not going to send me anybody else. You know, she's not going to send me referrals. Um, and I've just, I've, I've told people, hold on to your house as an investment property. I'm an investor. I have some properties yes. and, you know, I've told people don't sell your house. And I'm like, but don't you make money if I sell it? I said, yeah, but that's, I'm in this for the long game and I want to feel good about what I'm doing. I don't want to just get the commission checks. So I think that's something that I personally have seen people not do in our industry. Um, they're just pushing the contracts, pushing, which I understand you got to feed your family, but at the end of the day, you're going to be able to feed your family for the next 20 years if you are genuine and look out for the other people. So that's kind of my little secret. Yeah. I love that. And and how that leads me to another question. Um, when somebody doesn't have a pretty home and it's not priced well, how do you handle that um, in that scenario with you being so directed with people? How do you yeah. handle that objection, if I may ask? I always start by saying, listen, you're hiring me or you're interviewing to hire me to pay me a lot of money. So if you're going to pay me this money to sell your house, I have to be upfront with you and tell you, you know, this is what other people are going to think. I always say, I think it's beautiful, even if it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think it's beautiful. You think it's beautiful. You love it. But I try to say, this is what's trending right now. You know, the painted cabinets, the staged properties. This is what's trending right now. And you want to be on top of the trends. I know it might be a little bit of hurt to your pride, but at the end of the day, it's going to feel really, really good with your pockets. Your money, your money is just going to be coming in. So we do, um, we do in-house staging. We have full staging included in our commission. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, so I'm just, listen, let me get all your stuff out or get most of your stuff out. Let me stage the property to what the people want. It's, it doesn't have to be what your taste is what the people want. And then I always give my price recommendation and I say, listen, this is my price recommendation. You are the owner. It's your money. You can price it however you want to. 
but this is my recommendation for what's going to get you the most money the fastest. And sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. And, you know, we're having a conversation in a couple of weeks saying you need to reduce the price. And they say, yeah, we should have, you know, listened to you to begin with, but <laughs> just, you have to be super upfront with them because if you try, if, if you walk into a listing appointment and they say, I want to list for 50,000 over what it's worth. And you say, okay, great. If, you know, we'll sell it in three days, then you're over promising on something that's not going to happen. They're going to just, they will not respect you as much if you just bow down to them. They need that pushback. They're not the professional. Right. They're asking you to be the professional. So just, you know, give your professional opinion. And I think it they'll respect you at the end of the day, whether they sell for what they want to or not. I see a lot of those houses on the market too. The yeah. that have been yeah. on the market for two or three months. And you're just like, Ooh, in this market, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and if the lot. agent's taking like cell phone pictures, I, I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think being a woman in this industry is actually easier than it's ever been. I think we're getting, not that it's easy, but, you know, I think we are, especially in the Baltimore market, we have some really powerhouse women and I'm on a team with a lot of amazing women. So I just want to, shout out to that to not be, you know, kind of don't feel like you're less than because there's a man that's been in the business for 30 years that you're competing against. I think the, the fresh new ideas are huge right now, especially with women and just, we, you know, we are compassionate, even though I might be a little bit less compassionate. Um, <laughs> so I think we, we do have an advantage right now. So I would just say that, but no, I think everything else I was, you know, gave my true answers as I normally do. So, okay. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you to find out more about you working with you or find out about working with you and your team uh, or mm -hmm. find out about your brokerage, um, how should they get a hold of you? And um, also about your Instagram account. Your yeah. So you can text me, call me. My number is 304-517-9323. If you Google me, um, you should find that my Instagram is Sarah W O'Malley. And that's, if you just type in Sarah O'Malley, you'll find me on there. I love connecting with other agents, referral partners on there. And really, I mean, you can reach out to me however you want. I'm always ready to talk, have coffee, grab lunch, whatever. I love it. Thank you so very much for taking your time and being on the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. You're truly an influencer, and I am so grateful that you um, made time for me today. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 